Hello, friends. Welcome to What Time Was I Born, an astrology podcast where I interview people through the lens of their birth chart. My name is Nadine, and I'm an astrologer based in New York City. You can find me on Instagram at NadineJane underscore astrology, or on my website, www.NadineJaneAstrology.com. And yes, you can book a birth chart reading with me there. Hello, friends. On today's episode of What Time Was I Born, I'm going to be speaking with my friend, Imani. She is an actress, a very talented actress at that, and she is a writer, a really talented creative writer. But the main reason why I brought her on is she's just one of those people that kind of takes your breath away. No other way to explain it except that when you meet her in person, it's not even just her physical beauty, it's her energy that radiates and sort of makes time stand still for a second. So when I was thinking about who to bring on for season one, I couldn't help but be curious and fascinated as to what her chart might look like. The theme of her episode is going to be the storyteller. She has some beautiful placements that describe why she's a writer and an actress, and then she has a lot of depth to her as well. So it's a pretty complex and uh, very holistic story that we're going to talk about today. If you're interested in the nitty gritty of her birth chart, she is a Libra rising. Her son is conjunct her Mercury in Sagittarius in the third house. She has Jupiter in there as well, by the way, in Sagittarius. Her Venus is in Scorpio in the second house. Her Mars is in Virgo in the 12th. And then her Moon is in Gemini in the ninth house. Hi, Imani. Hi, Nadine. Before we get into it, I just want you to tell us about yourself. Okay, so um, my name is Imani. I'm an actress in New York. Um, I'm also a writer, but that's sort of taken a backseat. <laughs> has it? Uh, it has, a okay. little bit. Do you still write for fun by yourself? You know, I honestly haven't. I've been doing a lot of reading, but something sort of came over me where I felt like I need to focus on acting because that has a little bit of an age limit or like a ticking time mm-hmm. bomb. But I do love to write, and I do feel like I'll find that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, should we tell them how we met? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'll tell the story. <laughs> so Nadine, so at the time, this was a few summers ago. Uh, Nadine. That's so long. I think it was, five yeah, years dude, ago. It was like, yeah, it was a long time. Yeah. This was Nadine, fresh out of college, mm-hmm. moved into New York. Um, we were working at a beer garden in the meatpacking district together. And Nadine came in, gorgeous, stunning. Every guy was drooling all over Same her. Same with Imani, for the record. Not yes. even, no. She came in, men could not keep their tongues in their mouth. Um, and I was like, I have to be friends with her. She's beautiful. <laughs> and then we just had a lot in common. She was so funny. I remember um, we took a cab home to Bed-Stuy yeah. after that shift. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. We were like, inst- like yeah, kindred spirits. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And I remember being like, she seems the most real out of everyone. It's yeah. hard. It's always hard to gauge when you start a new job, especially in the restaurant industry. Which is crazy. Which is so crazy. Yeah. Um, so before we get into astrology, what is your relationship with astrology or spirituality or anything up to now? So my mom is a very spiritual person. So I grew up celebrating all holidays sort of as a means of study. So I celebrated Hanukkah. I've celebrated Kwanzaa. I've celebrated St. Patrick's Day, Mardi Gras, etc. Um, she also reads playing cards, which is a little bit different. Um, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, it's great. Look it up. So it's like tarot, but you're reading playing cards. Exactly. So it's sort of like set up the same way Zodiacs are. Yeah. Um, you need your time of birth and the location. Um, but you have, so like, for example, I'm a two of clubs mm-hmm. and a four of diamonds. And mm-hmm. it sort of breaks down your personality like that. 
What is it? What does that mean? Br- so, briefly. so a two of clubs you. is basically the communicator. <laughs> so yeah. it means that I do well in partnerships mm-hmm. and I have this sort of this real need for communication. Mm-hmm. Um, the four of diamonds is a really stable person. Mm-hmm. Um, this person is able to really like cultivate like stability for themselves, mm-hmm. but I'm also ruled by Jupiter. So I'm pretty lucky mm-hmm. in life. Super lucky. Yeah. So good stuff. <laughs> if you guys were to meet Amani for the first time, first of all, I'm really not just saying this. <laughs> One of the reasons why I'm excited to record with her is not just because she's my friend, but trust me, this person's going to be super famous one day. And I That's always, crazy. but I'm sure you get that all the time, right? You do have that type of energy. I mean, like you don't ever feel like, being, of course, you, you know? don't feel that way. But. Um, I mean, yeah, I like, I get along with people. I'm able to like match energies and, you know, mm-hmm. I try my best to like make people feel really good. So, yes. you know, <laughs> let's get into it. Cause you're actually already starting to get into your chart. What does it mean to be a Libra rising? Very often it can tell the story of a natural born harmonizer. There's something in the child's disposition or temperament or honestly internal genius that taught them that the best way to survive is to neutralize or to balance or to make up for what the room is lacking. So in Amani's case, we're going to discover how this played out in her childhood, but how it continues to show up and reveal itself in her present day life. So this would basically describe a personality where as a coping mechanism, you've learned how to be balancing pe- maybe on your worst day, people pleasing okay, on your best sense. day, a harmonizer. Great. Um, and so I would ask anyone this in a reading, why was this useful or productive for you growing up to learn as like a coping mechanism? Well, I grew up, I had a split home, so I would spend a lot of my time with my mom and then I would spend a lot of time with my dad and the two of them are just vastly different in terms of priorities and Mm -hmm. etc so I had to learn at a pretty young age how to make my mom feel really good about what she's doing make my dad feel really good about what he's doing Mm -hmm. make my stepmom feel really great about what she's doing Mm -hmm. um and my family's on all sides also Mm -hmm. so I had step parents that were really important in my life so four families four different personalities to navigate it was a lot to navigate and where are you from originally so I grew up in Denver Colorado did you move a lot did I make that yeah. up? No, I definitely okay. moved a lot. So I lived in Denver. I lived in Seattle. My mm-hmm. dad lived in LA when I was growing up. So I spent a lot of time in LA. Oh. And then when I was 18, I moved to New York. Huh. Yeah. All right. So your Libra rising still shows up in adult as an adult. It's true forever. And we're going to carry this the rest of our lives. Okay. But has this part of your personality ever caused you trouble? Like has this idea of being accommodating and like reading people for whatever energy you have to balance in them? Is that exhausting at times or? Well, it's not even necessarily that it's exhausting. But feedback that I'll get is people will say that I'm being fake sometimes. Really? They'll say like, oh, there's no way that you can just be so okay with whatever is going on. Mm. I mean, I have a tendency to really just like, I I get where everybody, I mean, everything, I get it. Life, Mm -hmm. life is life, you know? So it's really hard for me, like for somebody to do something in a way where I'm just like, yeah, no. So they feel like you should be more like opinionated or something. Yeah, exactly. That gets me in trouble with everybody. It's so interesting because when I, because by the way, Amani and I have not seen each other in a while. When I think about you, you know when you leave someone for a while and all you're left with really is their energy? Like you don't even, you have some memories, but for the most part, it's just like, okay, remember Amani, or at least I do. I remember people energetically. Mm -hmm. I don't think of you as a people pleaser at all. I don't. But at the same time, now that I'm sitting with you, now I remember Mm -hmm. that part of you where you are easy to talk to because you are trying to have a nice conversation, 
you know what I mean? But yeah. I don't think that your soul is implicitly. No, I wouldn't say I'm like a, the kind of person who's going to go out of my way to kind of like, excuse me, but like kiss ass or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. But I do really try my best to get on the same level as somebody yeah. wherever they are and just roll with that. The rising sign, while it has many benefits and functions, the number one just being how do we survive and cope with being a human on planet Earth, it doesn't always interact well with the rest of our chart. If your rising sign makes any tough squares or oppositions to other important planets in your chart, it can tell the story of the outsides not totally matching the insides or feeling misrepresented or feeling like you don't know how to express your authentic form. And so in Imani's case, her Libra rising makes a very strong square to Uranus and Neptune. Those are generational planets. They can be the houses of projection, you know, feeling misunderstood, feeling like people don't get us. And they're also the planets of disruption, disillusionment, and sort of feeling lost at sea. And so in Imani's case, we're going to discover how a young model won't necessarily feel beautiful just because people are asking her to be in front of the camera. So growing up, all I wanted, I mean, I was tall, I was a tall kid. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you were either going to be a model or a basketball player. I was did not have the aggression to be a basketball player. I was, no, like I was too skinny. Like yes. I had this big curly hair. Like yes. no, wrong. Right. Too clumsy. Like no way. <laughs> <laughs> and I also really loved modeling. So this was like when Tyra Banks was coming up. Like America's yeah. Next Top Model was a really big deal. Um, and I just I loved it. And yeah. I loved like the art behind it. Like putting mm-hmm. photo shoots together and like you know. You were really into makeup too. Yeah, exactly. I used to be a makeup artist. So I really love storytelling. Like, that's Mm -hmm. really what I'm interested in. And I thought modeling would be a great avenue for it. And so I started modeling in high school and I just never, even to this day, step in front of a camera and feel beautiful Mm -hmm. in what I'm doing at all. Like, at all. (laughs) And is that a bit of like the outside, that feeling of like people are not really seeing me for who I am? Or what would you say is like the root cause of that? Maybe it's just like feeling inauthentic or feeling fake Mm -hmm. you know I I haven't feel like I've been able to like express myself in my beauty it's like how do you express your insides I mean when I would like how do I feel on the inside like I'm pretty I'm a pretty like sort of nerdy person but the thing is that I also really love beauty you know like I I, I really yeah Yeah. I really do like I love makeup I'm not Mm -hmm. wearing any today and I don't actually wear it on a daily basis Mm -hmm. anymore but I love makeup. I love hair. I love glamour. I know. But I just... Since Imani's chart doesn't feel totally understood upon first impression, one of the biggest questions to ask is, okay, well then who is Imani when she does feel understood? The most obvious place to look is at her sun and her moon sign. So she has her sun in Sagittarius in the third house. And by the way, it's conjunct her Mercury sign. They're literally right next door to one another. So there's a huge sort of mental energy, a lot of intellectual curiosity. And then she also has her moon and Gemini in the ninth house. And so the combination of those two means that regardless of the polarity between those two signs, there's a desire for understanding, seeking, knowledge, expansion. So we're going to discover how she's always been a bit of a nerd, to put it in her own words, but also the ways that her parents have inspired her passions in her brain, and then her hopes and her dreams for what her intellect could bring her in the future. Mm -hmm. 
you know, since I moved around a lot so much, um, I definitely wrote a lot. I started very young. So I had to have been like maybe six or seven, like really, really young. Taught myself how to read, then taught myself how to write. I was actually the captain of my speech and debate team. (laughs) So it wasn't like I wasn't a debater, but Mm -hmm. we did sort of this kind of like acting sector of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were national champions with my best friend, Michael. So yeah, Yeah. exactly. So um, for sure. Yeah. Just my whole life. (laughs) And since, okay, there's another layer to this, which means that superiors could potentially want to steal your ideas. So essentially people of authority might meet you and really like you at first, but then eventually be like, this girl's too smart. Like I need to kind of like steal some of that energy. Has that been, have you ever had bad experiences with authority? Yeah. Like right now I have this boss who is a complete monster. Mm. I mean, the position that I'm in right now, I sort of created it for myself. I've gotten a lot of really great feedback from like, you know, all the higher ups and he's a new person who came in and really has just been like raining on my parade. Mm. He and I just like, what's he, what's his issue with you? Um, he doesn't like that I get so much attention He doesn't like that I do well. He's the kind of person who, if you do well, he's going to pick out everything that you've done wrong. Mm. As opposed to saying, congratulations, it'll be, oh, you misspelled this. There's a typo here. You didn't smile big enough. (laughs) So he's so threatened and wants to make you feel smaller. That's the impression I get, yeah. And was there ever stuff before this boss? Like, was there ever like... You know, actually, this is new for me because Mm. I've been able to really sort of get along with people just in general. Mm -hmm. This is a new challenge in my life and I'm having a really hard time navigating it Mm. because I'm like, you know, how much of what he's saying is true Mm -hmm. and I want to be better. I want to listen to him. But then there's a part of me that's just like, this is completely gratuitous. (laughs) And maybe this guy is just out for, has it out for me. Yeah, exactly. And my last question about this is like really kind of what it gets to, to me, the heart of it is the gifted person and so I just think of like the concept of jealousy and I know it's very uncomfortable to be like yes people have been jealous of me my entire (laughs) life but I'm just curious have you ever felt like even though you want to get along with people have you ever had tensions in relationships just because yeah actually even with people that I'm pretty close with I've had bouts of jealousy with them Mm -hmm. where I was doing really well and they just couldn't deal with me Mm -hmm. and it's happened you know, it happens periodically, like when I'm on a real high mm-hmm. and people just like, they just, they, can't, they cannot, they can't even deal. Yeah. And how does that make you feel? Like, <laughs> where do you come into play there? Well, it's hard because like I said, I always try to take what people are saying into consideration, mm-hmm. you know, like, I feel like you wouldn't be saying those things if a part of it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll, I'll sort of fly down a little bit, um, Sometimes I'll try to accommodate them in other ways. Mm. I haven't really figured out a way to really deal with that, but usually it's me sort of making myself a little bit lesser than. (laughs) And did your parents, I'm curious, so what your chart would imply, and honestly, knowing you, to me, this sounds 100% great, is you've just been gifted your whole life. Did your parents nurture that? Like, were mom and dad stoked on the fact that they gave birth to, like, this way of Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you you so much. Thank you. (laughs) I'll just leave Okay, cool. Thanks, Amy. Great interview. Um, No, I mean, my parents are very, 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 very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to an arts-based high school, and then I went to arts college, whatever. Ended up dropping out, going to acting school, and throughout the whole process, my parents have been instrumental to mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. They've absolutely like nurtured. When I was younger, I used to read these Judy B. Jones books, mm-hmm. and I would read like I would read like three Devour or four of them, them. a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my mom would buy a bunch of them, buy me notebooks. My dad would show up to everything. My mm-hmm. nana would drive me everywhere. Mm-hmm. I was modeling in high school. I mean. 
tons and tons of support for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, are either of your parents creative? Like, oh, absolutely. Is there a birthplace for this type of. Yeah. Um, my mom, she's a really talented writer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very, 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 very talented at writing. She's very clever. She's beautiful also. Um, and she's a really great cook. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really great at making really beautiful decorative cakes and like really going all out with that. And so then cool. my dad, um, he's also a really great writer, a poet. He's really good with music. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the kind of creative spirit who didn't get to really fully express himself, but absolutely. Why? Because he had to work and and like why I wasn't able to have the creative yeah um he just it just I mean he's like a big beautiful like black man Mm -hmm. and he needed to sort of like step up in Mm -hmm. life he didn't really get the opportunity I feel like to like a lot of men to really just like free yeah indulge in their creative side their sensitive side One of the things that surprised me but also delighted me when I started studying astrology was how much you could understand about your relationship with your family, particularly your parents and your siblings. And in most cases, the son is going to represent the relationship that you had with your father. And by the way, if you did not grow up with a father, then this would be the masculine energy that you had in your life. It has nothing to do with gender. Think of like yin and yang energy. And then the moon sign is going to represent the mother in your life. And again, if you didn't grow up with a mother, the uh, feminine energy that you grew up with. And then interestingly enough, the third house can tell a story of your relationship with your siblings. And lastly, I will say the fourth and tenth house can tell a story of your parents as well. So there's a lot of different factors that can play into a chart reading in regards to how the astrologer interprets your relationship with your family. I think the most important thing to be said is it's a, it's a subjective reality. It doesn't paint a perfect picture of mom and dad or of your sibling, but it certainly paints an accurate picture of how you perceive them. And so in Amani's case, her sun is in Sagittarius and her moon is in Gemini. Those are diff- those are polar opposite signs. They're very different. So we're going to discover how her parents' differences also played out in different sides of herself as she stands as an adult today. And then also what the third house says about her relationship with her brother. The sun in astrology is the father and the moon in astrology is the mother. Okay. And so what I'm curious about is like there's a polarity not only within yourself, mm-hmm. but there's a polarity in your parents. That's why I started to – I was curious like what are these people like? Yeah. Uh, I know you said this to me in private, but they're opposites? Yeah, definitely. So my mom is a very, very goofy person. She's super funny. She's like – I don't know. She's just a very goofy person. She's – She's great in that way. <laughs> um, whereas my dad is very cool. He's very suave. Mm. You know, he has like a lot of like natural sex appeal about him, which is weird to say about your dad, but it's true. He's got. Yeah. He's just very like cool yes. and you know, whatever. Mm. Whereas my mom is very vibrant and bright and mm. funny and you I know, that. things like that. Yeah. How did they meet? So they met in high school. So I'm a love child. <gasps> you are? Yeah. So am I. Yeah. Continue. Okay. Yes. So my mom had me when she was 19. Mm-hmm. They met in high school. Um, they got close because they had similar upbringings. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just kind of like, you know, people who didn't have a lot of guidance and parents around them. So mm-hmm. they found each other, fell in love with each other. And then I was conceived in a college dorm. They didn't end up together, but... Um, and was it just because they were so young that they didn't end up together or? Yeah. I mean, you know, my stepmom is also someone who's really important in my life. And when my mom had me, her and my dad weren't together. 
Um, and I think my stepmom and my dad were, they were just meant to be, mm-hmm. you know? And my mom, she, she was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what role did your stepmom play in your life? Like, did she take on a secondary mom role or a yeah, role? Yeah, definitely. She, um, so both of my parents, they are very free spirited people. And my stepmom was always there to make things really happen for me. Um, she's always very supportive and very nurturing and very motherly. Mm. So, so she was more grounded than I would say, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. So your polarity, like the sun being opposed to the moon, like Gemini and Sag Mm. are like two of the least grounded signs. You know what I mean? Like you got (laughs) the fire and the travel of Sag and then you got like the curiosity, but also like the, the kind of like complications that come with Gemini. So I think that like, to call your parents both free spirits, but different free spirits sounds yeah. kind of amazing for your chart because that's exactly what resides within you. Yeah. I mean, I got to express different sides of myself. So I got to be really geeky and dorky and quirky with my mom. And then I got to be really fabulous with my dad, yes. you know? So it was yeah. like, I was able to like... Nurture both sides of your personality. Exactly. Yeah. How do your How does your polarity and your personality like manifest in your adult life? Like in the sense that do you ever sometimes feel literally like... One part of me feels like this, which is your sun sign, which is your ego. Mm-hmm. And then my moon tells me something completely opposite. Like, do you ever have to kind of reconcile that like seesaw effect of your chart? I mean, definitely. Being an actor is a really interesting experience because a lot of it is based on how you look and how people perceive you. And so how I sort of come across is not always the way that I am. I think I can surprise people when I start having conversations with them. So like, um, you know, that's been a really interesting, like, what side of myself do I want to give to the public? Yes. That is very challenging. Have you began, like, begun to, like, answer that within yourself? I'm trying to. I'm trying to listen to what I'm being given. Mm. So you get typecast as an actor. Um, and the roles that I've been getting are these girls that really are very perfect. They really have it together, but they have this thing that makes them completely fall apart. <gasps> so what does that mean? I have no idea. That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah, super no interesting. Yeah. And I'm, and oh God, I have like so many questions. Yeah. Really <laughs> um, but like, since your Libra rising has a little bit of that, do you tend to identify with those characters? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of people see me as this person who kind of always has it together. Yeah. But like, that is not the truth. you feel on the Not inside. even a little bit. I mean, my brother is my baby. So he's like three and a half years younger than me. Um, he called me sister until he was like 20. Aww. He slept in my bed. <laughs> he's going to kill me and I hope you keep so this in here. Cute. But yes. it's like... He called me sister until he was 20. I mean, we've just, we've so always been super cute. close. Yeah. So there was like a energetic bond. Yeah. Day soul. One. I mean, soulmates for sure. And as you, as you guys have gotten older, like, are you more friends now or do you still feel like you're his like second mom? Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, we don't spend as much time together, but we just have this soul connection. So I, yeah, I would say more like his mom. I mean, I don't want to say that, but like, yeah. 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 Some version of some maternal energy. Exactly. Maternal for sure. Yeah. So the Jupiter and the sun in the third house outside of siblings really just talks about communication. You have like this crazy emphasis in your chart of like her son, if anyone's into astrology is listening, her son is literally conjunct Mercury. That's your brain. That means like your ego and your mind are aligned. They're, they're just talking at each other all the time. It's like, go, go, go. Okay. Then you have that, uh, sun and Jupiter in the third house. Your moon is in Gemini. Like it cannot emphasize enough. Mm-hmm. You're like, you are totally the actress. 
that there's like such a writer in you. Like it's kind of like undeniable in your chart of like over and over and over again to me. I just keep getting hints of like this Gemini energy. So like what, what has writing been to you? I know what it was when I met you, but like how has your relationship with writing evolved as you've gotten older? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately I feel like I've really let it go. And I think if I started writing again, it would heal a lot of the things that still feel a little broken. Mm. Um, But for me, it's always just been this sort of, free space to say everything that I want to say. I mean, I always felt like writing was like painting. I would only write what I saw. So it wasn't a lot of imagination. I didn't feel like it really was see put down on paper. And there would be this fictional element because I like writing short stories and stuff like that. But it was always very much clear descriptors, Mm -hmm. you know? And do you want to eventually like write your own script? Or I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm like not I'm well versed in like the acting world. I don't know yeah. like the terms are be- I, like what's the difference between a director and like a screenwriter and all like I don't know the difference. What would you want what do you want yeah. to do with your career? So my boyfriend and I are actually a directing duo. So cool. we just finished directing our first short film. Mm-hmm. It's in post production right now and we're in pre production for our next film. Um, which is great. It's a really interesting experience. So you guys wrote it. Yes. So we wrote it, we directed it. Um, the difference is one person puts the story down on paper, the director sort of actualizes it. Mm. Um, but for me, I don't say that that feels like very creative writing because it's a script is like a map. Mm. You have to tell everybody who's making the film how to make it. Um, in terms of writing, I would really love, I've been working on a book of short stories for like the past two to three years. Um, it's coming together. I don't know when it'll ever be finished. You guys can't see me. My jaw just dropped because you would be so fantastic at that. Thank you. What would the themes of the, what are the themes of the short story? So it's a, basically surrounded by this theme of Virago. A Virago in the previous word was, um, like sort of like this, like Amazonian woman. She was very powerful. She was very strong, mm-hmm. but the definition of Virago now is a sort of ill-tempered true. And so the stories are about these women who are pretty awful, you would think, as you see them, but Mm. it's about sort of unfolding these women Mm. and seeing who they are and why they are this way. To realize that they're not so awful after all? Maybe. Interesting. But (laughs) is this a, is this something about yourself? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I did a lot of traveling and they're sort of just women and people that I've collected. What happens when the moon falls into an air sign? The moon is supposed to encompass our emotions, how we deal with our feelings, you know, how we nurture ourselves and how we nurture other people. So what does it mean when it falls into a more intellectual and sort of mind-heavy sign? And in Imani's case, her moon in Gemini is going to explain how mental understanding is her path towards compassion, empathy, and all those things. If her head can understand it, her heart can understand it. But that does not necessarily mean that other people are going to understand how Imani's feelings work. Well, I told you my mom does, she reads cards and the two of clubs is my card. And that is a very, like this person understands life through their brain. So it can be very frustrating for people dealing with me because I can, so intellectual, I can ration with you here and people get frustrated because they don't feel like it's coming from my heart. But I'm like, Mm. I'm telling you, I understand what you're saying. Yes. I don't need to like, I'm here with you. I hear you. I see it, you know, because I can like sort of, uh, I feel like I can understand any kind of story and put myself there, Mm. I can 
justify any character. So as an actor, you can't judge who you're playing. Mm. If you're playing somebody awful, like a rapist or something, you have to be able to know where they're coming from. Totally. And that's a joy for me because mm-hmm. no matter whom I'm speaking with, I can understand where they're coming from. And it feels like a great way to just like express that. Yeah. And if this means, if this like makes you feel stoked at all, mm-hmm. the moon is the heart and your moon is in Gemini. And okay. so all I will just say is like, there is no difference between your brain and your heart. Does that make sense? <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah. So you can just say to people, fuck you. My moon is in Gemini. I do okay. get it. You yeah. know what I mean? No, I'm not like crying in front of you necessarily, but like if right. my brain gets it, my heart gets it. They're yeah. like two of the same thing. That gives me like so much sense of relief. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God. Because yeah, people probably want you to be, yeah. Well, like I'm not a confrontational person. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if we have an argument about something, I'll say, okay. Yeah. Like, that's the end of it. And people cannot stand that. They, yeah. they, they cannot, want a reaction. Yeah. They want you to say, no, fight me back or like yes. something. And I'm just like, I don't want to argue with you. Okay. You feel that way. I see you. And that's fine. Just because someone has an air moon doesn't mean that they're lacking in intensity. Don't get me wrong, Amani's chart is very emotional. She has her Venus in Scorpio, which is a pretty intense position for Venus, which is a planet of love. It has many sides to it, one of it being authenticity, sincerity, and wanting truth and to reveal itself in love, but also it means possessiveness, intensity, and sort of having a narrowed focus on a partner. It's a beautiful Venus position for her, however, because it makes a trine, which is a positive aspect to Saturn and Pisces and so for her there is this level of devotion and longevity in her partnerships and as we're going to discover um, she was one and done when I first met her she was single and now she's in a very serious relationship with the person that she plans to spend the rest of her life with to finish our interview yes I'm going to really quickly go into your love stuff. Let's do it. It's a big part of my life right now. I so know. You have a, so when I met Amani, she was single. Yeah. And you had never been in a super serious relationship. I've never been in a relationship yeah. at all. Yes. Yeah. And I remember you being a little bit like, I know when it comes, it's going to be intense. But like, I also don't know if it's ever going to come. Like, I remember yeah. you had this like interesting fear, but also like knowing that it was going to happen. Yeah. But your Venus is in Scorpio. And so Venus is how I know. Is that any surprise to you? Well, no, it's just like everything that I've read about that is yeah. like doom. No. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, no. Okay. Authenticity. Okay. And it also means it's like Scorpio is like the sign of truth. But not the truth that looks good. Do you know what I mean? And so, like, I think if you, if love has taught you to become more and more brutally honest with both yourself and your partner, Mm -hmm. that's very Venus and Scorpio. However, to get you excited about it, it is about the long run. It is about loyalty. It also is about investing in a person. So, like, this idea of dooms, I really hate the internet for that reason. I'm like, give them a fucking break. Um, (laughs) But, like... I don't know how much you want to say or not say, but like intensity is the theme. Yeah, definitely. You and your partner. Yes. I mean, Lorenzo and I have had a very (laughs) deeply romantic, very intense relationship. Absolutely. And he's an actor as well. Yes. And how did you guys meet? In acting school. But I asked him out and he basically said, I asked him if he wanted to go to brunch with me and he said, you know, like, no, like, I'm not going to brunch with you. If you want to hang out with me, like, let's go do something that actually has some, like, some, yeah. Exactly. Wow. And so then were you like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. He's I mean, interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was like 
total love at first sight, really? like completely head over heels for this man. And since it was your first relationship, like, was it foreign to feel that way? Was it overwhelming? Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, people describe their first love of like, they can't sleep. Like they feel sick to their stomach. Like it was like one of those things. Like mm. I was a complete emotional train wreck. Mm. And at the same time, I was also going through this great catharsis of my life. Mm. So like that, it was like two trains running into each other. Yeah. The catharsis that you and I were talking about was when you met Lorenzo. Yeah. Fuck, that's a heavy shit. It's heavy. And he was very worldly. He was doing all these things that I aspired in my life. He represented a lot of the change that I wanted to see in my life. And um, And what was that change? I mean, just to, you know, just to jump off cliffs, just to go see the world, like stop letting your circumstance you know, put barriers around your life. Yeah. You know, he like grabbed my hand and said, let's go. And it was, wow. it was pretty great, <laughs> but also very challenging. I know I was going to ask you, yeah. and again, you can say as much or as little as you want, but like yeah. the idea of Venus and Scorpio is like, it cannot, it cannot stay with your Libra rising. So what I mean mm-hmm. by that is like, maybe a part of him was like challenging you to like, maybe take off some of these masks or role that you've is that true for you yeah for sure so when we got together I was just turned 20 Mm -hmm. and when I got to New York I was very you know like very pretty like lots of makeup always have my nails done (laughs) etc etc and it was the first thing that he did was like no I'm done with that I stopped wearing makeup completely like I fucking never get my nails done anymore um, and like, that was the first thing that had to go. He was like, you mm-hmm. have to show me who you are mm-hmm. for us to be able to be together. So in a way he asked you to take your Libra rising off. Yeah. He was like, no thanks. Yeah. And what's funny is he's actually a Libra rising too. No. Yeah. What's his mask? If you could. He's very sexy. Mm. Lots of muscles. He's very like big, you know, blue eyes. He's Italian. Yes. Um, he speaks French. He speaks Italian. He speaks English. Very like this Latin lover, very sexy man. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, but has he had to like shed some layers? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, to so be you with, both have had to go through. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be able to give like speak for him, but I know just the two of us being together, we've had to make a lot of changes. Mm. Yeah. Chiron is the place of wounding for everyone in their chart. It basically explains the primal wounding that we experience very early on in life that shaped our sensitivity as we grow older, but also can tell a story of where we can be very healing towards others. In Imani's case, and in my case as well, we have Chiron in the 12th house of the subconscious. This is also the house of family inheritance, so the stuff that we can't really put stories to, only if we did some major family digging and research and asked very probing questions of our ancestors could we really know where this primal wounding came from. But the general feeling for Chiron in the 12th house is, you know, who I am is not okay, or would I, as in the way that I exist, there is something here that is not right. Um, it can be a wounding around the birth experience itself. Some people have really crazy birth stories where they had like a near-death experience or mom had a near-death experience or something like that. But in Imani's case, we're going to see how it just is this silent plague in the back of her mind as she lives out her life. I mean, imagine I have two moms. Yeah. So I feel like this burden of two people. I have my mom who gave birth to me at a really young age, and I have a second mom who took me as her own daughter at a very young age also. So like all of these young adults were raising me 
like in fighting for what, which is also one of the reasons why I always feel like this burden to keep pushing the envelope because mm-hmm. I'm like, you gave me so much love. You gave me everything. Like I gotta get it. So much. Yeah. You know, exactly. there's so much writing on my life yeah. because of this. So that feeling of guilt is what these ancient textbooks believe is like guilt around the fact that we were born. Yeah. I mean, my mom was alone when she had me, so mm-hmm. she didn't have, she didn't grow up with her mom. She was raised by her grandmother and her grandmother passed away pretty much right before I was born. She didn't grow up with her dad. She literally did not have a single person. So I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think she was actually giving birth to me literally alone by herself. Wow. And so if you could imagine being 19 years old, like in December, like being, you know, it's snowing outside, you're in Denver, Yeah. you know, and, and my mom, she has so much human potential that I've always felt Mm. an immense amount of guilt about you know, just being here, though I don't, she's never made me feel bad about it. Of course, it's just, you know, it's something that exists within you. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like a perpetually guilty person. Mm. Like there's a lot of imposter syndrome and a lot of things because like people can be, let's just say jealous of me. Mm. Like I feel like something I'm doing is wrong. Maybe I'm taking too much. Maybe I'm showing too much. Maybe I'm being too much. Maybe I am being inauthentic. Maybe I am being fake. Maybe Mm. I am doing all these things. Like it doesn't feel like every. Anything that I'm getting, I deserve it. Mm. I don't know about you guys. It might just be my Virgo rising, but I'm constantly looking for tools for self-improvement. I have literally asked my therapist in the past, what should I do to be a better person? But if there was one place in the chart to look for that, it would be the North and the South Node. The South Node explaining sort of some tendencies and character traits we should try to be aware of and grow out of. And then the North Node being the direction which we should move our life. So in Imani's case, we're going to see how her chart wants to move away from materialism and from the things that are superficial and move towards authenticity and honesty within the self. So your North Node is in Scorpio. The North Node is a woman that you're meant to become. If that sounds dramatic, it should. Okay, it does. Um, it basically explains karmic debt, which is the South Node. I think you'll actually find this super interesting. Please tell me. Really interesting, maybe. Okay. The North Node is like the future life dharma. So there's a polar, like everyone's on an axis. And like, we're going to talk about where you're coming from and where you're supposed to go. Great. Um, your South Node is in Taurus. Okay. This is uh, wow. uh, escapism through the material world. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot about you, what you were saying of like, when I first got to New York and met Lorenzo, I was like nails done, hair done, makeup done, everything. Yeah. Um, it's basically so long as like I'm able to have things. Like if you ever had, I used to be a shoplifter when I was a teenager. If Same. Ever ha- really? Yeah. <laughs> if you ever had just a propensity for like more, 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 more. Yeah. Especially for stifling emotions. That's your South Node in Taurus. Is okay. that true for you at all? Yeah. Complete retail therapy. Yeah. Definitely. And this idea of like, if I get the new outfit I'll be better tomorrow absolutely okay yeah the woman that you're meant to become is in Scorpio so this is those are opposite signs okay uh the woman that you're meant to become is more introspective she's very honest with herself she does not hide any of her misery from herself anymore and she doesn't use all of those things to stop her from feeling how as bad as she needs to feel some days do you know what I mean so how does she feel better (laughs) 
um, <laughs> honestly sitting with it. Like oh it's literally, goodness. I know it's a hard North note, but it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You're already wise, but you'll only become more wise as you get older. You'll just sort of be on this path towards like. So like just stop buying stuff. It, it's a little bit, or it's a mm-hmm. little bit about introspection. Or if you feel this impulsive need for retail therapy, yeah, maybe just sit with yourself for a minute and say, okay, what's the emotion that I'm blocking? And then, and then if the emotion is too overwhelming, we can all go back to our coping <laughs> mechanisms. That's fine. No one's saying you have to like change overnight, yeah. but like at least having awareness around like, uh, like I tend to shop whenever I feel sad or I tend to shop whenever I feel like I have no boundaries. You know what I mean? Like whatever the trigger is for you, for yeah. your South node, mm-hmm. your North node just wants you to have awareness around it. Okay. So just like, I hate this term, but like becoming more and more like woke within yourself as you get older, not even like about society at large, just like, what is the truth in me that I need to be aware of? You know, that really scares me because you were saying like, because I can kind of get people really quickly. I'm terrified to know like what I really feel because I'm like, everybody's okay. I'm like, is it okay? Yes. Like, is it, am I okay with that? Or like, Mm -hmm. because I have a hard time like really passing judgment on anybody or really any situation so like if i address it myself then what well really it comes down to probably just i would guess being a little bit more discerning as you get older like Mm. a little bit more like i think you'll always be liberalizing you'll always be super likable but i think you'll just that awareness in yourself i think will make you undeniably aware of other people's darkness as well okay but like it's awesome. I think it's fucking cool, especially as an mm-hmm. actress or and, and a writer, all of the above that you're going to do with your career. Mm-hmm. The more work you do on yourself, then like the cooler the projects are going to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. The chart tells many stories. It tells a story of our different personas and personalities. It tells a story of our family dynamics and our relationships with other people, including our romantic relationships. But if we were to zoom out super big picture, what do we think our chart was made for? So the way and every episode in the last and final question I'm going to ask Amani is, given everything that we discussed today, what does she think she was meant to do with her life? And she hit the nail on the head so deeply that it inspired the title of this episode. you are uniquely engineered like all these planets are where they were you know no matter how you slice it whether it's astrology or what is your mom's card cards cards yeah Yeah. whatever your thing is there's this idea that we are kind of if you take a personality test you'll get a lot of the same answers Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so who cares what how we find these answers Mm -hmm. but what were you made for oh my god that's such a hard question it's such a hard question i guess i was made for i don't know i mean i guess like storytelling Mm mm-hmm but storytelling, like, rooted in something that's real. Yes. I you know why say. that's phenomenal? That's going to be the title of your episode, The Storyteller. Okay. You know why? Because there's a double entendre. The mm. storyteller is the part of you that fakes it so other people can, like, So it's like, more palatable for people. But then also the storyteller when it's 100% real at yeah. the same time. Wow. I love that. Okay. <laughs> All nice. right. Thank you so much, Imani. Thanks so much for listening to What Time Was I Born? If you want to find me online in the interwebs and in the crazy Instagram world, you can find me at Nadine Jane underscore astrology or on my website, www.nadinejaneastrology.com.